Welcome to the DB&J Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Turnbuckle Jim, and with me are... Chair Shot Donnie. Fast Count Brian, how's it going? And what a show we have for you today, folks. Uh, we're doing our uh, WrestleMania 30 review. Um, can't believe it's already been 30 WrestleManias, and I've been alive for all of them, unfortunately. Um, and then after that, we're going to do the Raw review. And then finally, we're going to do um, our bracket of WrestleMania. It's just that you see which one is the number one WrestleMania of all time. Um, so how do you guys want to do this? You just want to go through the matches uh, one by one? Does that work? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, Brian, you, yeah, you, okay. yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh wait, wait, it's too late to table it, you know. Yeah, we're, we're going for we're going for it with it. All right, so um, should we start with the the kickoff show that was on the network? Because I, I saw that match. Did you guys watch it? I did not. I did. Uh, I went back after though. I forgot the match even happened. <laughs> Just to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I think that okay. The match was uh, so it was a uh, tag team fatal four way match. Uh, with the Usos, the champions, defeating Los Meredores, uh the Real Americans, and uh, Rybaxel. Um, and actually, it was kind of, it felt predictable, um, but uh, I think once the uh, Los Matadores were gone, thank goodness, and Rybaxel were gone, like, the Usos and the Real Americans actually put on a good show, had the fans really into it, so I think it was pretty pretty good for, for you know, a kickoff show. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree, I just... Man, I could have gone with all those other two teams, to be honest with you. Yeah, like, the, yeah, it's horrible. Those, like, the, it seems like, you know, as much as everybody likes the Usos, everybody's way into the Real Americans. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of sad that, well, at the end of the match, the Real Americans um, had a breaking up of sorts. Uh. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we'll get to that for the Raw review, of course. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the match itself was good. I, I mean, I liked it. It was a good leadoff. No issues there. Yeah, I think that um, we might be having some technical difficulties on uh, Turnbuckle Jim's side. Oh, okay. Can you hear me okay now? Yep, yep. Right, I think we can. All right. Come on, going from mute to being a uh, microphone here. Anyway, moving on before we embarrass ourselves even more. Uh, so the first match of the night was a very smartly chosen uh, Daniel Bryan versus Triple H match, which is good because they had like two hours to rest as opposed to like doing the match like right afterwards. Um, it went 26 minutes and 47 seconds, and I thought it was a classic match, um, a good warm-up match. Um, it almost kind of felt like they're doing the main event like at the beginning, but they did excellent everything really well for this uh, uh, this contest. What do you think, Donnie? Holy crap! This was the best first match in WrestleMania since Owen and Brett. Uh, it was it was simply amazing. Uh, Triple H for being as over the hill as he seems to be still as capable of putting on an amazing match. Um, you know, he came in terrific shape. There was great psychology the entire time. Uh, the aftermath of the match was awesome. Um, I loved Triple H's entrance. Oh, that was awesome. Um, uh, and, uh, being you know, dressed by the concubines. Yes, yes, and just like the crazy, uh, weird Game of Thrones, like, Middle Earth garb. It was, it was awesome. It was really um, cool. i got to give him that. I thought it was really that- cool. That's a good reference because he has the power, right? I mean, that's on. right. And I give it, I give it like five stars. Like I thought that match was great. Well, not five, four and a half. Uh, yeah, I agree. Four, probably four and a half. It wasn't. I think because it was not the main event, that's probably what it wasn't a five star. Uh, Brian, what are your thoughts? Uh, see, I'm conflicted about this whole thing because I mean, to be honest, like I, I when I was first watching, I thought their styles didn't really mesh that well, but they got 
they got into it, and then I got into it. Like, the match was really, really good. Very, honestly, got very predictable, but it's still a really, really good match. But I couldn't help thinking, like, the whole time, that because you, everyone really had an idea of who was going to win, I kept really wanting CM Punk to be back because he would have taken Dana Bryan's spot, and then you would have just had Dana Bryan in the main event. Thus, that match wouldn't have been as predictable. Still really good, just you knew who was going to win. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad they gave him, like, a... A match to, to go into uh, the main event and a reason for him to be in the main event too. I mean, granted, it was pretty shoehorned in the, the booking, but once everybody just revolted on Batista, um, I, I think it was it was a really well done uh, in terms of their storyline. And it did feel like there was almost like eight. It felt like, all right, we're getting this close. You know, can we actually go that extra mile and and win the championship now? So that definitely kept everybody interested for the rest of the night. Um, so yeah, I think definitely four and a half. Uh, Four and a half stars, um, a match, but not a plus. Uh, so next up, we have a much shorter match with the Shield uh, defeating Kane in the New Age Outlaws. Didn't he wrestle? They wrestled Kane last year too, but totally different leg spots. I think so. Uh, no, the Shield that they wrestled it was uh, Orton, uh, Sheamus, and Big Show. Really? Okay, that's right. Yeah. All right. I'm just confused about Big Man. Anyway, so they just totally destroyed these guys. It was like. Awesome for the Shield, bad for everybody else. Everybody just looked, on the Kane side, everybody looked terrible. Uh, Donnie, what'd you think? Yeah, this was a weird thing on the show because this was basically a squash match. Like, it was, there wasn't a lot to it. Um, it was sort of, I mean, I think we'll find out later what it really was. Um, but, uh, you know, I just think that this match was this was a sour note on an otherwise stellar evening. Even though it wasn't that bad, it, it was it was good, but it wasn't great. And and we're used to great when uh, when the shield shows up. Yeah, that's very true. It kind of reminded me of like we talked about this before: um, Power and Glory versus um, the Legion of Doom. <laughs> the Legion of Doom beat them in like less than a minute. And this kind of felt like that, where it's just like, here's the awesome team, and here's their, the guys who've been putting them down for weeks. And oh, the crap, they won. All right, yay, good for them. Uh, Brian, what are, your th- what are your thoughts on the match? What quick question? Did, did it seem like they had an issue? Because you know, like when the Outlaws came out, and then the Shield cut them off, and then Kane's entrance happened. I felt like it was out of place right there. Yeah. Anybody else see that part? Um, I think they did it just so like the New Age Outlaws wouldn't do their shtick that makes them over with the fans, and they want to make everybody rooting for the Shield. So I think that's the only reason they did that. Fair enough. Like. Honestly, I was a little disappointed. Like, I didn't expect that match to be the bathroom break match. But, I mean, it, in all honesty, it was. Like, mm-hmm. not, not, I mean, you're right, I was disappointed that I didn't see the heel turn. But, you know, like, that match shouldn't have been on there if it was just that big of a squash. I mean, like, did, does it really solidify them? I mean, their match with the Wyatts was a million times better. I don't see what this really did for them, to be honest with you. Um, I just kind of established them as being that kind of that dominating team, so... And as we'll see when we go to Raw, what they did in this match uh, moves on to that. Um, so did you guys like the new face mask they had with the skull faces? <laughs> it, it was very Call of Duty Ghost, actually. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Was that uh, supposed to be like their special WrestleMania thing? I don't know, because it came out in Raw the same thing, with that, the mm-hmm. same thing too, so. I, I mean, maybe it wasn't in the movie, but I felt like it was like, like that movie, The Purge, you know, but... Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. We got better stuff to talk about. Uh, so, uh, Andre the Giant, 31 Man Battle Royal. 
uh, had Cesaro winning uh, by eliminating the giant uh, Big Show over the <laughs> top rope. Um, <laughs> I thought that uh, that made the match like it was such a cool uh, thing to see. Um, just picking him up and throwing him out like a rag doll uh, was amazing, uh, and gave him that, that kind of classic WrestleMania moment. Uh, Brian, what'd you think? Yeah, very classic. So classic. Uh, Brian? Brian? Well, one of the things that, you know, I'll, I'll weigh in here while, while we're getting Brian back. Um, you know, I thought the match was, uh, was pretty incredible. Um, you know, for for what it was, I mean, like you know, you had a lot of dead weight in it. I mean, Justin Gabriel and guys. So we didn't see JTG, which which upset me. <laughs> that was that was quite upsetting. Yeah. Um, but since we didn't see JTG, uh, but we did see a bunch of guys. I, I, it was that was Cesaro's moment, and, and it was built up as Big Show's moment, but it was taken from him at the last minute. And man, that was awesome. Like I, I this was one of my favorite battle royals in, in a long time, just because of the last like the last four in. You know, you had Sheamus, you had uh, Big Show, uh, and then you had uh, uh, Ziggler was one of. Oh, I'm sorry, Alberto Del Rio, yeah. and then uh, and then Cesaro. So any four of those really could have win. I really thought it was going to go Seamus Big Show. Uh, they surprised me, and for good reason, because it's time for Cesaro's uh, push, and we saw again on Monday how that's going. So exciting, awesome, uh, you know, it's great for him to have a moment. Yeah, well, I kind of thought that whoever would win that match would, would definitely get a big, and I think we have Brian back, too. Brian, can you hear me? I, I have no idea what the heck happened there. That's nah. The, the, the wrestling gods must, must hate us tonight or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I guess I need to junk my computer. No. Good lord. Anyway, so, uh, uh, 30 seconds, what's your thoughts? Yeah, um, honestly, I mean, it had, it went over just the way I, like, I mean, I didn't pick him to win, but, I mean, it was a good match all the way. You notice how Big Show had his, like, Andre singlet on, and Kofi had another Royal Rumble. Look at me, I almost got eliminated, but I didn't spot. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it was good, and, and as we see later on, these trophies never last. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, they don't. <laughs> um. And it's kind of funny that, uh, well, not funny really, but it's kind of cool that they put like pretty much everybody in the roster they could into this match. So uh, definitely you know, gives everybody a chance to show up at WrestleMania, collect a paycheck, and say they're on the card. So good for them. Oh, no, real quick, like the only thing we missed in this spot, but how about the spot at the very beginning with the Hogan, Rock, Austin? Oh thing? yeah, we totally missed that. Oh my yes. goodness! Wow. And um, like. Hey, hey, wait, hold on. Did you forget? Like, were you in the Silver Dome too? I was oh. in the Silver Dome of forgetfulness. Oh, man. Oh, well, let's, let's go back and let's talk about that, because that happened between the Usos and the, the Daniel Bryan uh, Triple H match. Um, well, let's talk about, Donnie, you start us off. What do you think? Um, there's a few moments in wrestling history that I think you can actually go back and say, I remember where I was when. Uh, and seeing Austin, Hogan, and The Rock in all of their standard classic gimmicks, um, all together at the same time, I, I thought was uh, it, man, it was surreal. Like it, it was the best way to to do it. Being WrestleMania 30, it, it was every decade. I mean, you could say that Austin and Rock were pretty much the same time, but but I always think of Rock after Austin. So it's really the three big, three of the four Mount Rushmore guys. Uh, and it was man, there's so much star power in one ring, and I just I marked out the whole time. The Rock stole the show. Uh, you know, it is. Awesome. Yeah, I'm kind of sad that they didn't put like, say, like Shawn Michaels in there, or maybe Bret Hart, but Ric Flair. Yeah. 
Bret Hart was in. The, they were right there in the stands. They could have pulled him out. Good grief. Um, man, my you know all I gotta say is time heals all wounds. You know, just you think Austin would would have said those nice things about Hogan when he had to lose the U.S. title to Hacksaw Jim Duggan back in the day, like in thirty seconds, I believe it was. Like Hogan had crazy control of WCW, but another story. But you know, it's nice to see those guys. You know, just recognize that they had that impact on the sport, and, and the fans knew it. They appreciated their shtick, and they were happy to see them. I, was, I, I loved it. Especially when uh, Hogan did the whole Silverdome, uh, instead of the Superdome, the fans corrected him to totally turn on Hulk Hogan. Um, they're gonna crucify him at that point, and Hogan just immediately reversed it and became like the, the line of the night, pretty much. And that was like that was really well done, and they everybody kind of improvised and worked and ran with it. So good times, good times. All right, well, um, since uh kind of got interrupted there, my line of thought, Brian. <laughs> All right, Whoops. so our fourth match of WrestleMania, fifth match of the night, is John Cena defeated Bray Wyatt. Um, in fact, I think that was the first time I've seen Wyatt lose. Uh, at 22 minutes and 47 seconds. Um, I thought this was a pretty good match, but not as good as I hoped it would be. Uh, Donnie, what were your thoughts? Yeah, physically, I wasn't really a fan of the match. It was very slow. Uh, it didn't seem like it, it. It was it was slow, and it also wasn't as hard hitting as I was kind of hoping. Oh. However, the psychology that, that Bray Wyatt brought to the match was so amazing. Like it told a great story. Um, it was a little long, but it told a great story. And and the the way the crowd got behind Bray and started singing, he's got the whole world in his hands. Like that was creepy. Uh, I, I thought it was, you know, it, it, it could have been better, um, you know, but it but I can't really complain too much because I still found myself just just glued to the TV. I mean, all I got to say is called it. I mean, like, the, the, it would have been nice because, like, at the beginning you keep thinking, is this the point where Cena makes that heel turn and just, like, snaps and just, like, tears Bray Wyatt to pieces? But, no, he keeps his good guy composure Wins the match with the, his typical moves, and that's it. Like, I wanted Bray Wyatt to win so bad, but I don't think he cared that he won or lost, which is what needed to happen, because if he really needed that win and he wasn't getting it, it would have set his character back. Like, I love, like, how he went about going into this match. Even a loss, too, I think they both meant for Mish. I mean, it wasn't a great match, but I think they definitely put up for, for uh, Bray Wyatt. And it's good that John Cena is finally not in the main event after so many freaking years. <sighs> Anyway, uh, moving on to probably the most heartbreaking part of the night. Um, Brock Lesnar made Undertaker go 21-1 and in WrestleMania. Um, I, I thought the match itself was pretty slow. They had some good, bump, uh, you know, good bumps to it, a few good moves. Um, but the ending was just like shocked everybody. Brian, how hard did you cry afterwards? Uh, I didn't, but I did swear a lot. Um, mainly because I'm such a fan of CM Punk. I'm like, why not last year? Or even HBK or Edge or any, except Triple H. He didn't deserve it. Uh, uh, well, yeah, well, I'll keep Big Show should have got it. You know, what the heck. No, but um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, mean, I was surprised as anything because I thought, you know, you wouldn't give it to a part-timer who didn't need the win to still be over, but I guess this is Undertaker's way of saying, look, I'm tired of, I'm tired of the streak. It's done. It's over. 
but, but part of me was like expected him to just retire then and there because the way he left the ring, I thought that was his way of saying goodbye. I guess it turns out that he was just really concussed and needed forever to get away from the ring. Yeah, well, I think he was definitely really hurt, especially um, that he uh, he got hurt like pretty much within the first few minutes, and the fact that he did like a 20-minute match uh, afterwards with a major concussion um, definitely uh, says a lot about the Undertaker. Um, and the fact that uh, you know, Vince McMahon went to the hospital afterwards um, to uh, to be with the Undertaker, I thought that was really classy of him too. Uh, mm-hmm. That being said, my goodness, this is a dangerous, dangerous uh, performance they do sometimes. So I think him being injured probably took away from how good the match could have been and probably eliminated a few spots. Donnie, how much did you cry afterwards? Um, yeah, <clears throat> it's uh, it still hasn't set in yet. I don't think. <laughs> um, no, it's it was so weird because it happened just randomly. Like I know, I mean, like fourth, uh, fourth F five uh, or however many it was. Three, yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, I was like, wow, okay, he's about to kick it, and then he didn't. And and I think the entire crowd felt kind of how I did, just completely silent, like, huh, yep. son of a gun. You know, you just <laughs> oh. didn't, you just didn't think that was going to happen, especially because the match up until that point was very slow, and and it was, I I actually didn't like the match. Um, you know, I know Undertaker's old. You could tell he was a wounded animal early on. Um, and it just felt very, very slow and plodding and just bleh. Um, however, it it's historic. You can't deny that. And it's if that's the last time we see Taker, um, I'm okay with it because the streak had to end someday. Now, they need to get somebody to put over, uh, or Brock Lesnar to put over somebody and soon. Yeah. Uh, to be the beat the man that beat the streak, and the faster they do that, the more credibility that that new person gets. Um, and that's I, it should have been, in my opinion, it should have been a young full timer. It's not, so the next best thing is a young full timer beating Brock Lesnar. You think uh, Daniel Bryan versus uh, Taker, or not Taker, but uh, Lesnar for uh, SummerSlam? That would be uh, fine. <laughs> I'd be I, I, good with that. Yeah. I'm thinking extreme rules. I mean, uh, unless. Hey, but uh, I'd like to first congratulate Jim for nailing that pick last week. Yes, actually, that yeah, he saw that. He called it. Yeah, well, once the Undertaker said that, you know, somebody's going to beat the streak, the streak was dead. It, it should have uh, ended a long, long time ago, in my own opinion, because once the streak became the storyline of WrestleMania for so many years, it, it come on, it gets boring. Um, but, but is it over? It's over. It's over. Sorry. There's still Sting. <laughs> In fact, I, I heard that, that, that what they want to do is sting and take her next year, and they wanted to do it without the streak hanging over their head. Um, you know, that way it, it became less about the streak and more about two legends going at it. I think that would be very cool, and um, I'm hoping they give like, you know, one good match. That's, that's all I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, speaking of, well, matches, uh, the next match was the 14 Divas single uh, fall match for the WWE Divas Championship. AJ Lee won, moving on. Um, we just hate the Divas, don't we? <laughs> I, well, I, you know, to be, to be honest, I actually stayed awake for that because I, I kind of was expecting her to lose, but then, hey, she wins. Yeah, Good for her. There was like a well, wardrobe malfunction, but that was about it. So believe me. It On was, who? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like a pause. I think it was by Naomi. Um, I'm pretty sure it was oh. her or um, one of those funkadactyls. Yeah, one of the funkadactyls was so. Well, I watched for my girl Emma, and you know she did okay. She got her little spot in, which was great. Yeah. I love you. Uh, all right, so we come to our main event. Daniel Bryan, who has won via, I guess, 
pinfall in the Triple H match and won his way into the match. Uh, fighting Randy Orton and Batista and ends up winning the match. Um, and the WWE Championship, WWE World Heavyweight Championship, uh, and cleanly and uh, gives everybody pretty much the WrestleMania ending that we really wanted for so freaking long. Thank <laughs> you for finally giving it to us, Mr. Man. Uh, I had my Daniel Bryan shirt on. I was going yes, 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 uh, even in a house. Um, well, what'd you think about it, Brian? You know, it was far better than it had any right to be, with the exception of Daniel Bryan, because he always delivers. But, like, say it for what it is, you know, for being a giant bag of wind, Batista actually brought it in the match. I actually liked, for me, I liked the effort he put out. And that thing that they did where he did the uh, Batista bomb into the RKO oh. on the announce table, I was like, sick. I was like, that damn. Was yeah, even everybody brought in this match. Wharton, uh, <laughs> even uh, Triple H and uh, Stephanie brought in brought in the <laughs> new referee, so they, they definitely brought it to the match too. Like, um, look, Stephanie is doing a great job as a heel because I really just like I hate her so much. Like she annoys the crap out of me. I hate her so much. Like. They do such a great job, but like when Daniel Bryan hit him with the Triple H's sledgehammer, and then he got the uh, Batista tap out, it was the perfect ending. It was the way it had to end. Yeah. Donnie, what are your mm. thoughts on the greatest match of all time? <laughs> I wouldn't say it's the greatest Whoa. of all time. It's, it's, uh, however, uh, multi-man matches are hard to pull off convincingly. They really are. Um, this did it, and it did it very well. I... I Pretty much popped the entire time. That that Orton spot where he pretty much fell back first on top of a monitor, that was not planned. And if we're lucky, it didn't just break his back right there. Uh, I mean, he was bleeding from the back, which is incredible. Uh, I thought the, the Daniel Bryan thing, I think everybody kind of saw that coming. But they took it away from him just far enough that you began to doubt it before he came back. Uh, you know, he did get a little bit, you know, super Cena, I hate to use that term with Daniel Bryan, but a little bit at the end where it was like, whoa, he's he's got some spunk left in him. Um, but uh, nevertheless, it was a huge moment, a historic moment. Guys, Dan, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson just won the main event at WrestleMania. Claudio Castagnoli just won... A, a, a battle royal at WrestleMania. Holy crap! Like, look at the time that we live in. All these guys that were like indie darlings five, six years ago, and here we are. These guys are 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 on top of the world, and it's it's fantastic. It's what so many people always wanted. Now, can business uh, pick up and do well with these guys in lead? I hope so. I think so. But it'll be a really cool thing to watch going forward. God bless all these guys. It was awesome. Well, yeah, go ahead, Brian. I uh, with the the fact that they've been intentionally bearing and can we can we finally apologize to the guys because they knew what they had with Daniel Bryan and they were burying him with a reason for this night and the fact that he got over the way he did was the victory everyone was looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I kind of wonder if they were doing things intentionally or they just were forced by the fans to push uh, Daniel Bryan to the main event in this match too because everybody's. I mean, if you look at the Royal Rumble, uh, the Orton uh, Cena match. The fans just crapped all over that. Um, you go back to the Rumble itself, and Batista won. The fans crapped all over that. So, scarily enough, I think the original plot was to have Batista versus uh, Randy Orton. And, like, Batista just didn't catch on at all. Well, for obvious reasons, because you can't go back after 
being gone for almost four years and expect the fans just to love you. I mean, Daniel Bryan is our, our boy. So, head uh, to the fans because we freaking wanted this, wanted this ending and we got the ending. See, I still think if CM Punk was there, he would have been in the main event regardless and Triple H would have been left to CM Punk's devices late. But, real quick thing. Did you guys see the part, I think, when they were trying to, like, take all the monitors and the top off the Spanish announce table, and they were pointing at the French table, like, get those guys, they're here! <laughs> yes, I did notice that. Wow. Well, definitely get the French first, because you know what? Screw those guys. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, okay, so that was that was uh, WrestleMania. I thought it was probably not the best WrestleMania, but I think it was probably, I would put them in my top ten, actually, to tell you the truth. Um, because of just the beginning, the ending, and a lot of decent stuff in the middle. Uh, I'd say it's probably, I hate to be ironic, but a solid B-plus, A-minus uh, kind of rating. Uh, Donnie, your final grade for WrestleMania? I give it a solid A. The only time I was not entertained in that entire evening uh, was the Divas match and uh, somewhat of the Shield. Otherwise, I was glued to the TV. Everything seemed to go awesome, and uh, there was no weird Kid Rock concerts. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no lack celebrities, but a lot more like see like uh, cameos by old wrestlers. So I guess yeah. That's cool. And I thought the bands doing the uh, the the uh, theme songs to Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton did. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was. Uh, Yep, uh, but yeah, I'd give it an A. Uh, Brian? Yeah, uh, hate to say, I, I, actually I don't hate because I'm such good friends with everyone here, but I, I like I like Jim's uh, assessment here, like B+. Plus. Like, I mean, would Undertaker winning have pushed it up? Probably because I still didn't think Lesnar deserved to win, but it just lacked, besides Daniel Bryan, and if you, because of how obvious it was, I really feel like it was still lacking that one extra kick. And for me... I hate to harp on the subject, but it would have been an A if CM Punk was there. That's just me. Okay. I'm never going to let that go. If you want a chance CM Punk the rest of the podcast, that's perfectly cool with you. I, I can. I will. I'm kidding. No. Yeah, if you do that, you're going to be kicked up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Fair enough. All right. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, definitely a solid uh, WrestleMania. Good effort by everybody. Uh, very deserving to be WrestleMania 30 in that one. Um, so, moving on uh, to uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, the Raw after uh, WrestleMania. This is always like, it feels like the beginning of the season because um, they start out a lot of new stuff, bring a lot of new people back. I thought it was a good Raw, but let's just kind of go down the uh, the night's festivities. Uh, so he starts out with uh, Daniel Bryan. Actually, it starts out with the Daniel Bryan video package about like, uh, pretty much starts when he first started in the WWE on NXT. Uh, kind of highlights his career all the way to uh, to this very moment. And um, I thought that was really well done, and it definitely shows that you know anybody can overcome the odds and become WWE uh, World Heavyweight Championship. My goodness, that is a mouthful. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then he comes out to the ring, uh, celebrates everybody with yes chants, and uh, they give him a good uh, "You deserved a chant." Uh, and then he goes back and says, "No, you deserved it." So it's just like, "Ah, oh, that's my boy, Daniel Bryan." Uh, Brian, your thoughts? You know, I, I feel like if, if he says we deserve it, we should all see championship belts in the mail any day now. That would be uh, that'd be sweet. And if I'm not mistaken, you know, the reason it's such a mouthful is because they refuse to call it the undisputed title, hmm. which, God forbid, there's another one besides Jericho. I mean, He's great my, guy. He is my undisputed champion. Of course. Um, I mean, 
Did they, did they not play the same package the night before, or was it a different package? I thought they did that before the Triple H match. Um, I might have missed that. Like, I mean, it's it's good that people understand where he came from to get here, but, I mean, everyone, everyone knows, and we're happy he's here. I'm happy he's here. Like, it's a great moment. Like, and another thing that I really love about how he does it, like, the way that people cheer the whole Yes Movement thing, it just reminds me of, like, ECW crowds. Like, when they used to go nuts when, like, Sandman or Al Snow came out, like, shaking the, the mannequin heads or something. Like, I've never, I've never seen an entire crowd into one guy. Usually there's those jaded fans that are like, eh, why does everybody else like this guy? But everyone is into it, and that's the that's why he's so polarizing right now. Uh, Danny, what are your thoughts? Yeah, the, uh, the video package, it was similar to the one the night before. Um, but... It was beautiful, <laughs> you know, and the crowd, dude, that crowd was wild. Um, and uh, and as as all nights after WrestleMania, it's almost become an annual thing. Like, you tune into the Raw the day after WrestleMania to watch the crowd almost as much as you do the wrestlers because you know it's going to be crazy. Well, um, <laughs> and uh, from WrestleMania, they, they still have their um, um, all their their um, <laughs> spirits left over from the previous night, so. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, it was it was pretty cool, man. All right. Um, by the way, are you guys also watching uh, the Shield versus the White Family on uh, main event right now too? Oh no, I'm not. I, I didn't uh, know that was I going on. I told you that because that's a major distraction. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so Triple H <laughs> comes out. Uh, they make a match later that night. Um, Triple H versus Daniel Bryan for the championship. They're gonna screw him one more time, or so we think. Uh, next up is, uh, the White Family versus Big E, Sheamus, and John Cena. Um, I thought this was okay. The Wyatts were stupid over with the fans, probably because, you know, we, <laughs> I don't know what the fan is these days, but they love them some heels. Um, also, Sheamus is getting up by his nerves. John Cena, well, everybody just really just doesn't like that guy. And Big E, yeah, sorry, Big E. Um, I thought the match was okay, but what do you think, Brian? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was so-so, I mean... It was just more of like, hey, you know, he lost the night before to Cena. Let, let's give him, let's give him a decent win the next night to like make make him look strong. But like, I, I agree with you. Like, it's it's a time to love the heels because you look at Sheamus or Big E or Cena. They're like your basically your cookie cutter cornbread kind of good guys. Like, say the right things, do the right things, act the right way. Yeah, people I mean, are bored of that. I mean, we're so because the heels are the ones who are more interesting than the freaking faces are. Um, you know, if you look at, like, The Shield, uh, those guys had a great look to them, a great attitude. Um, and it's really the people kind of miss the whole Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, kind of attitude from the, the faces. So, Donnie, your thoughts? Um, wow, you guys are <laughs> underselling this one. I, oh, in my opinion, like, I thought this match was awesome. Uh, and it wasn't so much about Bray Wyatt, even though that was that yeah. was. He, he did really good. Um, but I thought the other Wyatt family members really stood out to me. Luke Harper and Eric Rowan, like, they they had some really cool moments in that match. Um, you know, the way that, that Luke Harper got over, strangely, like, he was, like, the most over guy there for a minute. Uh, and it kind of took him by surprise as much as it did anybody else, because you can see the look on his face is like, whoa, what is going on? Um, and, and overall, like, to see those three guys go over two of the top three faces in the company, it was a pretty big deal to me. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, sort of like payback for the night before doing the job, but at the same time, um, 
the Wyatts are on top of their game, all three of them. I, I don't think that uh, that uh, Harper and Rowan really get a lot of credit in the Wyatt family because they're not the mouthpiece, uh, but those guys are two perfectly capable and excellent wrestlers. It'll be interesting to see where those guys go after this whole thing is over, but I thought the match was great. I mean, I give it an A. Like, I was into that match. Hey, great question. Do you think it would be beneficial to give those two guys the stra- like the tag straps, yeah, or would that be taken away from the Usos' momentum? Those guys had a great look to them, and yeah, we have really undersold these two guys. I mean, granted, Bray Wyatt, for all he's done in terms of his interviews and being the mouthpiece for them, they have a great look to them, and I think they have, they're they actually really good wrestlers, too. So, yeah, why not? Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, we have Fandango and Summer Rae versus Santino Morella and Emma. I think we've seen this like 20 times before, so we're going to skip that. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, Lester uh, comes out with Paul Heyman next, and it's just Paul Heyman. Um, wow, he just pretty much just goes up uh, for a good like 20 minutes, and uh, I thought that was really, really impressive because uh, anytime Paul Heyman talks, it's riveting. Um, he can read the, the, the dictionary, and I would be excited just to hear that. Um, Donnie, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the whole segment there? Yeah, it was, a, it was an excellent promo. Uh, all Brock had to do there is sit there and look evil. Um, but uh, but you know, Heyman's on top of his game. I he just rubbed it in. He rubbed it, he rubbed salt in the wound that everybody's feeling. And uh, you know, it it was it did a good job of saying this happened. This is reality now, and this is where we're going in the future. Uh, and uh, I, it's I'm along for the ride. Yeah, uh, Brian. It was it was so good. Like I wish Hammond was around more and he's going to be around a lot more you know we'll get to that soon but but he he made the the best point that I think anyone could have made you know you have superstars hall of famers wrestlers but there's plural and Brock Lesnar will always be the one like that that was that sold it for me because like that's the way of saying it doesn't matter what Brock does for the rest of his life you will always remember this moment yeah I think definitely that is probably Brock Lesnar's probably biggest moment of all time beating the streak more so than winning the ch- title uh, and being the youngest champion um, or Highlander Wrestlemania 19 I think beating the Undertaker is probably the biggest thing he's ever done uh, and I do love the line Brock Lesnar is not here to put smiles in people's faces Brock Lesnar is here to shock the WWE universe and put tears in the eyes of children mm. yes no wonder we love our for the heels so much because they have the best lines yes oh my goodness anyway uh, next up we have, what's next? Um, the Usos versus Randy Orton and Batista. Oh, man, that just, and pretty much a double DQ. This made the Usos look bad. I hate when they job the tag team champions because they're the champions. You should just job them. Uh, Donnie, thoughts? Same, same. Uh, the Usos aren't ready to go up against somebody like Orton and Batista, and they were sorely, it was a sore mismatch. Uh, and not ability-wise, but just storyline-wise. It made no sense. Um. And, uh, you know, I'm glad it ended the way it did instead of just shoehorning Batista and Orton as champions again and just burying the Usos. Uh, so at least the, it, we dodged a bullet. That's how I felt about it. After it was over, I was like, Phew, thank God. Um, and then uh, and we can move on with those guys. Just let Batista and Orton go screw up their own feuds. Leave the Usos yeah, alone. We'll, um, we'll get to it eventually, but I can only do what they're doing with the, um, uh, Orton and Batista at this point. Uh, Brian, mm-hmm. thoughts? Yeah, I thought if they were going to do something like that, it it shouldn't have been, like, tonight. They'll probably drag it out to a pay-per-view. But, I mean, they – yeah, I just – I hope the whole thing didn't happen, but I'm glad it ended the way it did. Just It would be way too soon to 
force those guys down your throats as tag champs together because, oh, nightmare. All right, and with that, we have uh, the next segment, which is uh, Rob Van Dam uh, defeating Damien Sandow. Uh, Rob Van Dam coming back from a bit of a hiatus there um, for the second time. Um, I thought this was decent, but I don't think Damien Sandow is probably the best guy to put on the wrestling show with Rob Van Dam, so, yeah, probably, like, a maybe a B match at best, uh, Brian. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I'm just glad he's back. Uh, I mean, it's one of those, like, hey, post-WrestleMania, you're looking to see people, and, I mean, you got the return of RVD. I mean, it's it's nice. I'm glad he's back. Donnie? When did Damien Sandbar become kind of the jobber to the stars? Like, I agree with you completely, James. Like, it's it was awesome. It was right to bring RVD back, but it was wrong to put him against yeah. Damien Sandow. But, you know, he's kind of like a credible jobber, <laughs> if that yeah. makes any sense. Like, He's a jobber with credibility, um, and uh, and at least you know it, it kind of makes you think. Well, maybe this will turn into a feud. It won't, uh, but you know it's good to see RVD back. I heard he's going to be back until SummerSlam, so uh, you know um, it'll be interesting to see what they do and who he puts over because that's pretty much what RVD does now. He comes in, goes on a streak, and then yeah, puts somebody over. Especially with the new guys are bringing in too. They have uh, what's his name, like Adam Rose, is that the guy, the Exotic Express guy they kept in advertising. Oh yeah, I think uh, so. Some... Was it Bo Dallas? I didn't watch NXT. I really yeah. Um, I don't like Bo Dallas, so we'll see. Um, I really need to see NXT, and I, I think it's really cool that they actually have like the promotion minor leagues that the internet can go ahead and watch and uh, get used to these guys, and so they can play out the gimmicks and see who's over, and then go ahead and push them up to the main roster. So um, we'll see. We'll see what they do. And then, of course, there's another uh, introduction tonight too to Rock, which we'll get to uh, soon enough. Next up, Bad News Barrett defeating Rey Mysterio Jr. Uh, <laughs> talk about a mismatch. <laughs> Good God. Um, but Bad News Barrett returns to the ring, and, uh, oh, my goodness, I can't remember the last time they saw him in the ring. Um, but, uh, again, the faces, uh, the heels are totally over right now because they're sick of Rey Mysterio. The Rey Mysterios of the world and just want to see uh, some bad news, I guess. Uh, Donnie, what are your thoughts? Yes, it was so awesome to see Wade Barrett back again. Like, um, and I really didn't like Wade Barrett in his last little run. Um, but uh, he, he, you know, he was gone so long that you you realized that maybe you missed what you had, and that was one of those things. Um, good to have him back. Uh, Rey Mysterio is 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 as stale as as brown Cheetos. I mean, the guy is stale terrible. as grandmother's cooking. There you go. Um, and uh, the crowd was behind Barrett. I'm behind Barrett. Like, I like watching the guy because he's funny. <laughs> you know, it's not that he's a heel. He's just hilarious. So um, they're letting his sort of attitude come out, and uh, it's the right thing. It'll be interesting to see where they go from here with him. Ryan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I was impressed with, uh, I mean, I don't know if he has had a chance watching the Hall of Fame speeches, but when he came out and interrupted uh, the Hall of Fame, like, he was crazy over, and everyone's just laughing their heads off at him. Like it was, he's that entertaining. I'm glad he's, get, he's finally getting back in the ring to show what he's got. And again, it, if you're not Daniel Bryan, you're in your face. Good, yeah, good luck. Pretty much the heels have it in terms of the crowd right now. Uh, so next up, we have Alexander Rusev versus another jobber to the stars, Zack Ryder. Um, in Rusev's first, uh, not his first match, um, actually his first match since the uh, Royal Rumble. Um, back in January, I thought it was really quick. Actually, it was pretty kind of boring. It hits. I'm, I'm not really a big fan of squash matches. Donnie, uh, what do you think? 
Yeah, um, this, the crowd was really nice. As hot as the crowd had been all night, I noticed that they were really quiet here. Um, I'm not I'm not really buying this Bulgarian guy. <laughs> like, I really, I'm just not really? into him. He yeah, looks, I just... He looks freaking big and intimidating, and uh, he, he does. Like and, and he's got a cool moveset, but I've seen... I've seen so many Tensai's and Brodus Glaze and all these guys come and go that are sort of in the same mold that I'm just kind of like, you know, I mean, Umaga went on a big streak, went to a main event, and then cooled back down. And that's kind of what I see happening here. Like, how long until we get Rusa versus Cena? I say the over-under is about six months, and then he'll be down to the mid-card, lower mid-card, and pretty soon we'll have a monster debuting to face him in his first match. <laughs> so it's just the circle of life. I just, I'm, I'm just not getting into it. Well, maybe this time will be different. Uh, Brian, what are your thoughts on Alexander Rusev? There's there's so many shows that they have on now that I, you you could hide this guy out on SmackDown and just leave him there to to do this. But like for Raw, I, I don't honestly I'm not a fan of the whole jobber thing myself. That should be done on other shows. When you get to Raw, you should have serious competition. And I I just don't care for the guy at all. We'll see what happens with him. But I mean, until you fight somebody that's worth it and. No offense to Zack Ryder, who everyone abandoned. I, uh, I, I don't, I don't really care to do see what he does right now. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. All right. So moving on, we have uh, Ultimate Warrior coming out and giving some kind of speech here. Um, yeah, that really didn't add anything, didn't take anything away. I mean, it's pretty much a, a no win for, uh, or actually, it wasn't a no, pretty much a no lose for the WWE. So, and moving on, we're not going to talk about that one. We're not going to talk about the Warrior. Because the warrior had to talk about 15 minutes about nothing. That's the warrior for you. Absolutely he, nothing. He, he's had so many years of being away from parts unknown. I mean, come on. He had a lot to say. Yeah. Uh, nostalgia was fun. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah, nostalgia is always fun because you look at the past and ruby-covered glasses. And, eh, his matches weren't too bad, actually. Um, so next up we have AJ Lee versus Paige. Um, kind of impromptu match, but she did put the, w- the Divas Championship online, losing it uh, to Paige really quickly. And Paige put on like one move that didn't even look that good. It looked like she botched it, and Paige wins the WWE Div- Divas Championship. So I thought this was interesting because the fans seemed to know who she was, though I didn't know she's an NXT person. I know she had like an awesome match with Emma, um, but that's not really a good way to bring her into like the mainstream of WWE. What do you think, Brian? I mean, if you're going for shock value, you, going for the Divas division isn't the way to go. Um, and honestly, being selfish, like the fact that they kept bringing up how many days that she had the title, they should have like kept it to her, like right to like maybe like one day before she would either tie or break CM Punk's record, and then just take it from her then. But to take it from her this early, this just seemed pointless and like a, a pointless shock value. Johnny, I love Paige. <laughs> that's that's I watch her in NXT. She is a fantastic women's wrestler. Uh, in fact, one of the reasons I like Emma so much is because her and Paige have put on some absolute clinics. And I don't like Divas Wrestling, like, I, as a rule. Um, but these two are two that completely change my mind and make me see it differently. Um, if they let her do what she's capable of doing, uh, I, I think she'll change your guys' mind, too. Like, I, I this this chick is awesome. Um, and, you know, it, it was kind of funny to, like, uh, to have AJ Lee talk about how she's the best 
female in the world, you know, and, and make all those, like, sort of references to CM Punk without actually saying it. Uh, I did get a kick out of that. Yeah. I honestly thought that it was time to get the belt off her. I didn't care that Paige took it. I think that's it's something new for the Divas division. And considering they've got about 15 people and they're all old to me, uh, it's good to see uh, somebody new. And let's see what happens because uh, I'm, I like Paige and I want to see her in Emma now. I want to see a good Divas match. Is all I want to see. Not, yeah. not a great Divas match. This has been good. So, anyway, moving on. Uh, next up we have oh, <laughs> Hulk Hogan presenting Cesaro with the Andre the Giant uh, trophy, and then which turned into a match to Jack Swagger. This was, oh my goodness, so uh, this is a sequence of events here. Uh, <coughs> so, um, um, so Hulk Hogan presents the, the oversized trophy to uh, Cesaro. Uh, Cesaro uh, changes managers uh, to Paul Heyman. Uh, which was excellent because he's still over, yet Heyman is still like the heels heel uh, manager. Um, Cesaro, uh, Cesaro then takes on Jack Swagger in a match, and then Swagger leaves. Uh, Cesaro wins by countdown. I thought this was great professional wrestling. Uh, and meanwhile, the trophy got destroyed. Uh, Donnie, your thoughts? Yeah, um... It's hard to say that Paul Heyman is a heel manager now because he just got attached to one of the most over guys in the company. So it's like Paul Heyman is just a guy that, that represents the best. Um, yeah, I thought he was over when he dumped Big Show over the top rope. But holy cow, putting him onto Paul Heyman's team, uh, does it shows you how much they've got invested in C-Zero. And I think that they're putting their, um, they're putting their resources in the right place there because he's very, very good. And, um, you know, I'm glad that they kind of got the Jack Swagger thing out of the way. You know, it's, let's just end this right now and, and let things go from there um, because there's big things in Cesaro's future. Uh, I don't know that him and Brock Lesnar are going to be able to coexist under uh, under uh, Paul Heyman. Uh, but maybe this is just that they're giving Paul Heyman somebody while Brock Lesnar is away until SummerSlam. Maybe that's what it is. I'm not sure. Uh, either way, I like the pairing. It's the best thing for Cesaro, and uh, I once again, this is a segment that I loved. Right? Yeah, I mean, for Cesaro, like, I, I tell you, it's, it's it's just like last year when Lesnar left and they gave him Curtis Axel, give him something to do for a while. It's just to keep Heyman on TV. And, and then, did anybody not see this coming when, when Zeb Coulter was like, he's a Zeb Coulter guy? Like, Dead giveaway. It's like Vince saying he's the sole owner of the WWF when Fairwalks out there. Like, it's a, you don't need to state something unless you're trying to give it away. But fantastic. Like, I, I, I like that they're putting him with Hammond like that. But it, the thing with him and Swagger, it's not over yet because you're not pushing him towards the title right now. Just let him play with Swagger for like a month or two and then push him higher But because there's nothing for him to do right now. I'm okay with like him fighting Swagger the next pay-per-view. Yeah, I think definitely a Cesaro versus Swagger match is going to be great, um, and they're probably going to save it for the next pay-per-view, which is going to be free on the WWE Network. We got to plug it, I guess, because we're watching it on there. Uh, so next up is our quote-unquote main event: Triple H versus Daniel Bryan, uh, which is just uh, Daniel Bryan goes out there, gets beaten up by in order: um, Randy Orton, Dan Batista, and Kane. Uh, Triple H comes out there, the match is about to start, then, oh, here comes out the Shield, who, uh, proceed to, uh, into the ring, Triple H tries to calm both sides down, and they end up brawling, Brian and, uh, the Shield take the ring, and, uh, there's a bit of a stare down at the end between the Authority Evolution and Shield Brian. Uh, Donnie, what were your thoughts on the last event of the night? Well, if we 
didn't think that they had turned the shield um, face enough. <laughs> you know, if it was if there was any question as to whether or not they had turned him or not, we found our answer last night. Uh, so now we've got uh, Roman Reigns, who's really over and everything. But then we've got Seth Rollins, uh, Dean Ambrose, and uh, Daniel Bryan. It goes back to what I was saying before about you know the indie guys you know with uh, John Moxley and um, uh, Seth Rollins' name is uh, I'm drawing a blank right now. Anyways, uh, those three guys were amazing in the indies, and here they are now applying their trade against the best in the business with with Batista Orton and, and Triple H, and it's it's believable. It's awesome. Uh, so my guess, two words that I'll say to end this uh, commentary is a uh, gentleman. War games. War oh, God, games. I wish. I so wish. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I'm, I like the fact they have a lot of the younger talent versus the older talent without pushing it down everybody's throats. That's the whole... Yeah, it's not the Millionaire's Club against no, the... Uh... No, it's, it's, like, not really the Millionaire's Club, but maybe, like, you know, the it's pretty much the new guys. And the one thing that WWE has done really well lately has been taking the newer guys and building them up. Um, so that way they, they feel very legitimate, like uh, Bray Wyatt, The Shield, um, even like freaking Big E, you know, those guys, like they've, they've been pushing them and then a good job making them stars, so I'm very happy about that. Um, Brian, what are your thoughts? You know, I, I guess if you're going to replace New Age Outlaws, which there's no way they're coming back, you may as well do it with Batista and Orton, you know, turning them from main event guys to Triple H's Stooges. Once again, it's like evolution all, like, 2.0. But, um, I, I mean, I, I still feel like, I, I love what they're doing with, that, with this whole thing right now. I just, I still feel like that with them extending the life of the shield is keeping Roman Reigns pushed down. Like, I feel like he, if he, if he went out on his own right now, he'd be fantastic. I still, like, I like what they're doing, but I still really feel like they should put Roman Reigns on his own. Yeah, I see your point there, but I, I'm kind of, Intrigued for the fact that they keep the shield uh, around as long as that, um, because yeah, they didn't. Could, you know, their their breakup was pretty much felt inevitable after uh, um, elimination chamber. So just keeping around this long, you know, doing some gang warfare. Why not? You know, let's let's have a four man uh, war games match. Extreme rules because because we can. So. Well, and what better, what better way to put Roman Reigns over than have him go over guys like Triple H and Orton and Batista? Like, I can't wait. I can't wait for Roman Reigns versus Triple H because I think that match is going to be, like, just knocking that entire house down. So uh, I'm, I'm ready. But I see it like Triple H will fight Daniel Bryan for the title, and they'll have, like, Orton, Batista, and Kane against the Shield. And that's what it seems like it's going to, to be honest. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the next few weeks or so. But overall, I, I like the Raw. Uh, I would say it was pretty good Raw to WrestleMania, so um, probably a good uh, solid A. Yep. Indeed. Oh, I give it right, an A. So that concludes Raw. Uh, moving on, we have uh, Brian, I believe, wanted to do the WrestleMania brackets. And it's still time because, you know, WrestleMania just ended and. Let's not let's not uh, disrespect the women's championship tonight. UConn and uh, the, whoever the other team is. Notre Dame. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Now, now I feel like it, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. Anyway, um, basically, I mean, and I, I know this is kind of a hard thing to pull off because I didn't expect everyone to watch every WrestleMania like that. But um, 
basically just the basic gist of it is like you, you look at it, look at an event overall on the whole, like how many good matches did it have, how impactful was it, were you entertained? Those are the type of things that I was looking for. I mean, and just we'll, we'll see at the end what everyone thinks. So, you know, just like with the real tournament, we have our playing games. Our first one is WrestleMania 22 versus WrestleMania 8, the winner getting into the HBK bracket. Donnie, who do you got? Uh, I picked WrestleMania 8. Why? Uh, I just thought it was it was more entertaining at the time of the WWE. I liked um, with Hogan and uh, Sid Justice, and you know there was there was a lot of like nostalgia, and um, the, the twenty two just didn't have for me. James, it was the Cena Triple H that had the uh, Edge McFoley match where he put him through the table. Um, Shawn Michaels fought Vince McMahon the Hardcore match. Uh, nice. Now, now I gotta be the tiebreaker. Excellent. Um, which is actually more entertaining for everyone at home. Thanks for listening, by the way. Um, I actually think it's WrestleMania 22, just for the fact yeah. that if you look at WrestleMania 8, you had you know Piper against Bret Hart, which was good. Shawn Michaels singles match, but the rest of the card was. Was was kind of garbage. I mean, Flair shouldn't have lost to Savage. That was just dumb. And the main event was supposed to be Hogan's last match. Didn't happen. Um, so yeah, WrestleMania 22 was was the winner there. All right. So the second one uh, to get into the Edge bracket, which I like that name, of course, was WrestleMania 24 versus 16. Uh, Jim, would you like to pick that one first? Oh, that's sixteen. Sure. I I can I can tell you some of the stuff if you want. Ooh, yeah. Uh, twenty four had the Flair retirement match with Shawn Michaels. Uh, Edge fought Undertaker. You had Triple H Cena on Orton, and then you had the Money in the Bank that uh, the first one that CM Punk won. And don't forget, you also had. Uh, JBL versus Finley over like Hornswoggle being Finley's son. Let's not forget how bad that match was. Ooh, yeah, that was kind of crappy. Um, yeah, sixteen was the one that had the McMahon in every corner for the Fatal Four Way match. But it also, but it also had uh, Jericho, Benoit, and Angle in uh, two out of like that was the one that had the European, the Intercontinental title on the line in the same match. Oh, very well. Uh, Donnie, and yourself? Yep, I went 24 as well. Oh, very good. Uh, well, I mean, I agree, but you guys already picked it, so that works. Um, okay, so we'll move on to the third game to get into the Bret Hart bracket, WrestleMania 14 versus WrestleMania 4. Uh, Donnie, what do you got there? I went WrestleMania 4 because the tournament format, uh, <laughs> you put anything in a tournament format, and Donnie is right there. Oh, yeah, um, okay. That Survivor Series tournament and this tournament and King of the Ring, I love them all. So I put uh, WrestleMania 4 right here. Excellent. Yeah. Mm. I, I have to agree, just, just the fact that the Austin, Michael Match, and Undertaker came seemed a whole lot better than DiBiase and Savage, and no offense to them. So WrestleMania 14 goes on. And then the last one, to the Hogan bracket, WrestleMania 5, the Mega Powers uh, break up, and then WrestleMania 6, Hogan and the Warrior. Uh, Jim, what do you got there? 
Anything quick about it? Mega powers exploding. I think WrestleMania 6 had a lot of good, sto uh, better storylines going into it. Um, and um, also, I mean, champion versus champion had never been done before, and that was just historic. Agreed. Uh, Donnie? Yep, WrestleMania 6. Yeah. A very underrated uh, feud that went into that pay-per-view was the uh, DiBiase, uh, Jake Roberts feud. That was actually that was fantastic. All right, so now we have our matchup set. We'll go, we'll go first with the HBK bracket for Donnie, because I know he's such a good fan. Mm -hmm. um, WrestleMania 25 against WrestleMania 22. Donnie, yep. what you get? Uh, 25. It's got uh, my favorite match of all time, so it's going to be pretty hard to beat. Fair enough. Uh, James? WrestleMania 25 versus WrestleMania 22. Um, I gotta go with um, hmm, both of them are kind of low-hanging fruit uh, in terms of the overall. Uh, so I think I go WrestleMania Seven actually. Fair enough. Uh, Don, what you got? I'm actually gonna go thirteen because if I uh, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna uh, vote for one based on one of my favorite matches of all time, I should vote for the other one. So Bret Hart Stone Cold makes this uh, makes this win. So um, yeah, we're gonna go with that one. Yeah, I I hate to I hate to do it, but I I have to go WrestleMania Seven. I feel like it had more even past Savage Warrior. You still had like the Heart Foundation, Nasty Boys, like even DiBiase, Virgil. Without Bret Hart and Austin, you don't have a WrestleMania Thirteen. So I feel like it, it hung on that one match. So WrestleMania Seven moves on there, maybe in a bit of a stunner, not a Stone Cold stunner, of course. Um, all right. So the edge bracket has WrestleMania 17 against WrestleMania 24. I don't think there's going to be any, you know, discussion on this one. But Donnie, please go ahead. 17. And I'm um, so James. Uh, 17. Yeah, no surprise there. Fair enough. All right, you call it X7. <laughs> oh, of course. Apologies. Yeah. All right, and now we have WrestleMania 10 against WrestleMania 19. Uh, James, would you like to pick that one first? WrestleMania 19, I think the overall the card was better, so I'm going to go with 19. Even over Razor and HBK's match? Razor, HBK, and uh, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. It's, it's tough, but I think overall the card's much better in, in uh, 19. Donnie? Yeah, I'm going to go 19 as well. There's so much star power in that one card. I, I think that just overrules it. disgusting. Yes. Well, I mean, it, it basically just depends on what you thought was better, Michael's Razor or Michael's Jericho, you know what I mean? Oh, sort of like... It's a transcender right there, damn you, HBK, and your long string of great matches. I hate you. All right. I really don't, but, you know, I do. He screwed Brett at the point. All right. So, speaking of Brett, here's the Brett bracket. We have WrestleMania 12 featuring his uh, Iron Man match with HBK against WrestleMania 14. Uh, Donnie, who you got? Um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with 12 here, um, just out of spite for WrestleMania 14 beating number four. Um, I really don't see how you have yeah. WrestleMania 14 in, like, the Bret Hart bracket, considering he wasn't in WrestleMania 14, but, uh, sure. Well, 
I mean, he wasn't in 20 or 30 either, so. Yeah, I mean. that's true. We just called the Bret Hart back in instead of out of honor of the man. Um, so I got to go with uh, WrestleMania. Mm. Yeah, I still got to go WrestleMania 14. Because uh, he, yeah, I was about to say one of your selling points would have been Owen Hart against Triple H, a very underrated match on that card, mind you. Yeah. Um, which is to be honest, I gotta go with Donnie on that one. I think the uh, the Bret Hart HBK match, along with Piper against Goldust and that little brawl, Hollywood brawl, you can't beat it. Yeah, no, Iron Man is definitely so, overrated. That's my personal opinion. Well, it got it got overrated when Triple H fought The Rock in that match. That uh, that was bad. Because they couldn't go an hour. Not the point. All right, we're moving on to WrestleMania 20 against WrestleMania 30. Uh, Jim, what you got there? WrestleMania 30, easily. Fair enough. And uh, Donnie, what you got? Yep, 30. No love. No, no love for the uh, Benoit Triple H Shawn Michaels match. I mean, well, we can't number one. We can't talk about Benoit. Number two, it had like, probably the worst WrestleMania matches of all time: Goldberg versus uh, Brock Lesnar. So, <laughs> hey, I think uh, I think it's allowed to talk about him as long as you don't mention the fact that he murdered his family. Ah, crap. crap! I'm sorry. Oh man, I think Kevin Sullivan's hating me right now. Anyways, um, so we got that one. Now we're on to the Hogan bracket. We have WrestleMania three brother against uh, WrestleMania six brother uh, Jim uh, brother. Who do you got in this one? Well, let me tell you something, Brian. Um, I, I'm gonna go WrestleMania three. Yeah, uh, no surprise on that one, Donnie. What you got? I'm gonna go WrestleMania six, brother. What? 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 Okay, explain that one, please. Help me. This is the <laughs> Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan. It's the irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Um, and really, like when I think back to WrestleMania six, I think as a kid that might have been like the first WrestleMania I ever saw. Uh, if it wasn't, it was the most memorable one. Um, with so many matches on the card, you got Dusty Rhodes, Randy Savage, uh, I think there was like a with Million Dollar Man and Jake the Snake. Uh, it just represented that time better than no other. I mean, Mr. Perfect was there, I think Roddy Piper was there, the Heart Foundation, everybody was on this card. It's kind of like the Royal Rumble 92, uh, except without a huge, awesome rumble at the end. But, just the roster alone was so cool. Was classic. Uh, yeah, yep, so that's why it goes over WrestleMania 3. I mean, I love Savage Steamboat, and I love Hogan Andre, even though it doesn't hasn't aged well at all. Uh, but if I'm sitting there picking which one I want to watch right now, I think I go 6. Well, let's not forget, it was so stacked that uh, the Hart Foundation had like a 9-second match with the Bolsheviks. Like, <laughs> yes, that's right. Yep. Yeah, like, and they were in Canada, and they couldn't give them more than 10 seconds. It was that mm-hmm. loaded. But um, I, I, I can't go against three. If you want the tiebreaker match, it would be the Jake Roberts, Honky Tonk Man, double heel face turn match, which <laughs> is very underrated, like, so freaking good. Yeah, so, about, uh, Savage, too. That was freaking amazing. Yeah, and even though I, I, if, you ever, like, if you ever read stuff, like, Steamboat was, like, really mad that that match was, like, overly rehearsed because Savage was a control freak, <laughs> still, I, I, you can't go against three, not this early. You can't knock it off right now. So three moves on. We have 18, another rock for Rock and Hogan, against WrestleMania 21, which is the li- the uh, liftoff for Cena and Batista's careers. Donnie, what you got? Uh, 18, and it's really not even close on this one. Hmm. Uh, James? I think we about 18. All right. I also went with that one. I mean, even though me and Travis made a cameo in WrestleMania 21, 
Uh, I, I can't in good conscience put that over just because of my own benefits. Although it would be I mean, nice. Aki Bono versus Big Show in a sumo match. I mean, that come on, that's Big Show in a thong. It's disgusting. Yeah, that's that was. Yeah, oh, damn, I actually gone without that. Yeah, it's horrible. Anyways, all right, so we're down to our lovely. I want to say one, two, three, four. The Elite Eight. Uh, no drum roll necessary because it wastes time. So we're going back to the HBK bracket, and we have WrestleMania 25 against WrestleMania 7. Donnie, what you got? Um. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with WrestleMania Seven. I think top to bottom, it probably had a better card. WrestleMania Twenty Five had the great match, uh, but I'll just go with Seven. Ooh, an upset, I would say. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a pretty big upset. James, what you got there? Definitely Twenty Five. Oh man, you got you're putting it on me, huh? Yeah. Well, if you like, I said like. You compare them both, and the fact that the edge match was horrible. I you got. I'm putting seven over, completely in an upset. <laughs> WrestleMania seven wins the HBK bracket. Dun, 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 dun. All right. Speaking of edge, we have WrestleMania X seven with uh, versus WrestleMania nineteen. Uh, James, please pick. Make the hard decisions. I think this is an overall card. If, I mean, for the like for seventeen, you also had like Jericho against Regal. Don't, in the TLC match, we had Benoit against Kurt Angle. I mean, um, I'm, end of the day, I'm gonna go with nineteen. I think nineteen is actually even better than seventeen. Cool. Very well. Yeah, I mean, who 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 doesn't like Matt Hardy and Rey Mysterio to lead it off? But and that's not sarcasm. I like Matt attitude. Um, Donnie, what you got? Oh man. Um. Gosh, this is a hard one to, to do. I, oh, um, WrestleMania mm, uh, 19. <laughs> I'll say WrestleMania. Mm, that must be Silicon Valley for next year. My gosh. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like 17, but it's it's gone the way of the buzzers, I suppose. All right, so 19 moves on. Now we're going to Bret Hart's. We have WrestleMania 30. You know, hot off the presses against WrestleMania 12. Donnie, what do you have? Um, ooh, this is tough. Um, hmm. Well, WrestleMania 30 was last night, but the Iron Man match. You know what? Screw it. We're gonna go with the the late. What have you done for me lately? Uh, number 30. Fair enough. Uh, uh James. Yeah, I'm gonna go with number 32. I think it was just that much more memorable. Man, you guys don't like the fact that Ultimate Warrior made Triple H's job in like 20 seconds? No, there is that, ah. but I mean, also they had, I mean, come on, the Ringmaster versus Savio Vega. But I mean, they also had Diesel and Undertaker in a surprisingly decent big man match. But uh, Undertaker lost at 30. Yes, yeah. Maybe that's why, I mean, and the fact that it hasn't been used against this pay-per-view is surprising, but... <laughs> um. And lastly, for the Hogan bracket, you're either going to go with Hogan Andre or Hogan vs. The Rock. Ooh, what do you got, James? Really hard. Um, I'm going to go with Hogan vs. Andre, number three. Very well. Uh, Donnie, what do you have? Just to be a contrarian, <laughs> no, um, actually, uh, the the moment that Hogan looks at the crowd and The Rock looks at the crowd at the same time and Hogan becomes a good guy because of the crowd is, to me, 
my favorite single moment in wrestling history. Uh, not best match, but favorite moment. Uh, even bigger than Hogan slamming Andre, so I'm going to go 18. All right, good choice. Um, you know, the only thing that, se- that separates these two is that Edge had a match on 18. I'm kidding. I'm not going to use that. But um, if you like, besides Rock and Hogan, I mean, top to bottom, I, I like 18's card. So I'm going with 18. Even you, you could take the Booker T Edge match out, and I would still vote for it. Let's 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 not confuse things here. All right, so now we have our final four. Dun, 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 dun. All right, so we have. Let me write these down real quickly. Apologize. All right, seven versus nineteen. Yep, seven versus nineteen. So Savage Warrior, basically standing up against you know your your Hogan McMahon, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, Rock Hogan, no Rock Austin three. Uh, James, what do you have? Uh, I'm going to go with 19. Indeed. Hmm. Very well. Uh, and Donnie? 19 for the win. Very well. And then we have, then a surprise of sorts, WrestleMania 30 against WrestleMania 18. Uh, Donnie, who do you have there? I'm going to go 18 on that one, actually. Very well. And uh, yeah, James? Yeah, I'm going to go with 18 as well. I think 18 just overall was a better show. All right. So based on our brackets, uh, we have in the final 19 versus 18. And arguably you could have had 17. So there was like a string of yeah, like three or four great WrestleManias in a row. Really yeah, 17, 18, and 19 were all just really good stuff. And then 20 just sucked the wind out of it. And then they started getting good again. And then... The Rock came back, and yeah. Um, yeah. But, okay. Um, yeah. James, uh, championship match, 18 versus 19. What do you have? I'm just going to go with 19. I, I think that uh, overall, I just the, the, the strength of the matches were just so much better. All right. Um, is, there, is this anticlimactic? Am I going to have to pick the tiebreaker, Donnie? Um, you know what? <laughs> um, gosh. No, no, I've got to, I, I can't in good conscience vote something that I don't think is the superior match, so I have to go with WrestleMania 19. Really, no, like, no, no, no love for Maven and Goldust. Oh, my, my goodness. Uh, it's just Angle and Lesnar was awesome. Oh, it was so good, yeah. I mean, very underrated, but the Hogan-McMahon match is fantastic. I, I, two guys over 50... They definitely brought it. I mm-hmm. was very appreciative of that match. Maybe we should do this, this as we voted this one the best of all time, maybe we should watch this and, and review it in a future show. Um, that's a great idea. Um, do you want to do that for next week? Do this uh, do WrestleMania 19 because we haven't done it yet? Sure. And since it's our best WrestleMania we all picked, um, sure, we're watching them. We're like, this man, this is, this is <laughs> WrestleMania sucks. Where do you come from here? <laughs> No, I mean, I, there was plenty of time to go over all this, but I wanted to make sure that you guys had time because if there was any WrestleMania that got left out, you know, WrestleMania 9 or 11, for instance, because of their ex- extensively awesome wrestling matches, I feel like this was done well. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I feel like the WrestleManias that were left off, maybe some were good, but most of them were just garbage. Yeah, I mean, left off WrestleMania 1, WrestleMania 2, the Kings were bad. Uh, WrestleMania... Uh, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I wish there, was, there was only a couple, like, really bad ones that, like, well, they can be forgiven because they didn't know what they are doing, so. Yeah, I mean, okay, to be fair, I think 
if WrestleMania 9 hadn't ended the way it did, I might have put it on there. But the whole Hogan, you know, taking the belt from Yoko after being Bret Hart, like, come on, that kills me. What, you're not a fan of Lex Luger, the narcissist versus Mr. Perfect? Um, no one is. No one is. But, but I know it's, it's disgusting. All right, so there you go. Uh, WrestleMania 19 wins it all. And uh, our two, you know, brackets that were sent in by our, our good friend Travis and his <laughs> friend Scott there, he had WrestleMania 17 Sorry, going all the way. So no billion dollars for Travis. Mm. Sorry, Travis. Now, you... Did you guys fill out a bracket just on your own to see what would get there? <laughs> Actually, I did. So who'd you guys have winning? I like, well, 17. I I, I <laughs> no, I'm serious, I did. I'm the rusty guy, yet for some reason I'm a host in this damn thing. I don't know why. Nah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, honestly, I, I'm with Donnie. I, I couldn't pick anything over 17 at the time, but, I mean, looking at how things played out, I think we did a pretty good job with it. Uh, then, yeah, that, that could be something. Anyway, um, good bracket, good fun. Uh, next week we'll do WrestleMania 19 and, uh, and see how wrong we were in our pick. Um, so, yeah, uh, good, good show tonight, guys. Uh, definitely top to bottom. I would give a show maybe a, a B-, minus, maybe a B at best. Man, uh, I, I think we're always A+. Plus. You just got to like, reach for the that brass ring and go for it. Dang, am I going for the goat face? Ooh. Like, what's the list for next week? Whose turn is it? I, I, I'm a second. Is it? Wow. Um, gosh, and I'm not even that prepared. Uh, let's go with um, let's go with top five managers, actually. We're living in the age of Haman, so let's let's try that. I I think we can make that, uh, yeah. that assumption. Yes. Oh, that's oh wait, well, uh, oh, you're talking about like the dude that had like the net that oh, came with Kamala didn't say it. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Oh. James Vandenberg. Oh, no, right, ra- racist so, uh, is like slick. Tonight's episode. Oh, my God, that was Michael so Hayes. See everybody next week. Uh, oh. Turn in. This is uh, Terry. <laughs> Share, shot, Donnie, subscribe, tell your friends, and all that good stuff. Fast Count Brian, have a great week, everyone.